Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Eagle Eye Podcast. It is episode 91. And do we have plenty and plenty to talk about tonight? It is a night where Americanistas are still celebrating after that victory against uh, Chivas. We then look forward to what's coming up in this next week as it's still, believe it or not, is Clásico week for us as we're going up against Cruz Azul in the Clásico Joven. But without further ado, let me introduce, as always, my co-host, Mr. Christian Rosendo. Christian, how are you, my good man? I am doing good, Ivan. How are you today? Doing good. Tuesday. Favorite time of the week, right? Yeah. Yeah, that course. does not sound like very favorite time of the week. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. We might have to start this all over. Not that if much you want, we can. Not much uh. optimism from this man today, obviously. Uh, I'm a little uh, tired. I'm sorry. <laughs> but joining us today to help us preview everything that's going to come up with the Clásico Oven uh, is none other than Oscar from uh, La Máquina English on Twitter. Oscar, all the way from Boston. How are we, my man? Good, guys. Thanks for having me. No, no. Thank you for ha- uh, for coming on, for accepting such a late invite. Uh, we completely just fell out of... Uh, our, our schedule and, and kind of remembered everything. Like I, I was surprised to check the schedule. And I was like, Oh wait, we're going up against Cruz Azul right away. Uh, we've just been all over the place. So it's still a classical week for us. It's a classical home coming up. It's, it should be a fun one. We talked a little bit about it before we started the podcast right now, but uh, really excited to hear your thoughts on Cruz Azul and, and what you think that they're going to bring to the game as it is to quote unquote, your guys home match, but we'll get into that a little bit later. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah. So, so no, thank you for coming aboard, man. Oh, thank you guys for having me. Like um big fan of your stuff. You guys cover the uh, Club America in English very well. Um, Hopefully, Club America, the official club, can actually recognize your your work a little bit, a little bit more. But um, other than that, but thanks for having me, guys. Um, obviously, yeah, we have a home game against you guys, Clásico Joven. Um, it is kind of weird, like you said. Uh, you guys literally just came back from the Clásico Nacional, and then you're going back to another big, uh, another big derby match against Cruz Azul. Um, if I'm being uh, quite honest with you guys, I I don't see that our team right now in the greatest of state. Uh, we came from a Two 0 lost in Pachuca, but with that we've not uh, we've not gone seven games without winning a game, a Liga Max game. But at least the last win was against um, Atlas, and that was a month ago. Which I, I was well, I attended that game, and uh, no, it was like the last day of uh, August around. No, no, not even. It was like the fifteenth of August, so almost over a month ago now. So, yeah, not not too confident right now. All right, well, we'll get into more details in, in regards to all that, how you're feeling, how uh, uh, Americanistas will be feeling coming into this one, because I think a couple of us will be thinking that America is on cloud nine right now. And uh, as much as that can be an advantage, that can also be a disadvantage towards uh, towards this big, big derby match that is, uh, that's coming up on Saturday. But let's, uh, let's rewind a little bit. Let's go back to Saturday's match. Let's talk a little bit about how America went in in regards to the game against Guadalajara. And then we'll give you a little bit of time for you to give us a little bit of an insight of what happened against Pachuca in your guys' match last week. So that way we're both caught up and we're, and, uh, we're both kind of situated how both teams are coming into this one form-wise. Uh, Christian, Clásico Nacional, we had uh, we had our friends from the Chivas and Norte come and join us and uh, looks like uh, your prediction was the closest one. And uh, <laughs> it was uh, it was a three, it was a 4-1 victory in which you predicted a 3-1 even though you wanted to be yes. optimistic and go 5-1. But <laughs> right in the middle, really? <laughs> <laughs> but it was to be said that you uh, you you uh, you weren't wrong. It could have been 5. 
It definitely could have been five of America. Maybe it took one or two chances more. But um, but yeah, uh, give me your your, your thoughts on on the Classic Nacional and how you uh, you know just emotions and everything after the after the final whistle. Yeah. So you know, on the podcast last time, I said Classico was going to be one of the better ones, and surely enough, it was one that people I'm not going to forget for a while. We had a little bit of everything, a little bit of drama. We had goals, and you know, the intensity was definitely there. Um, in terms of the gameplay, I think America did a good job against Chivas. Um, you know, defensively speaking, I think we're still lacking uh, some aspects. Uh, but we'll get into that a little bit more later. Uh, going forward in the offense, you know, something that really surprised me was the addition of Cordova in the starting lineup. As I originally did not have him in there, but you know, I guess Biojo proved uh, proved everyone wrong, and you know, we all saw the performance that Cordova put up there. Um, also, you know, this Classico featured a, a gruesome injury that, you know, we'll, we'll get into a little bit later, but it's very unfortunate that, you know, this injury kind of have to, like, headline the whole Classico, and, you know, it's a shame because, you know, this game really did have a little bit of everything. Yeah, the injury does actually taint uh, and takes away from the spectacular performance that, you know, that, that was this match, you know. I'm not saying in regards to just America, but the match itself. It felt like a Classico for the first time in a while. It, it really felt that it was the Classico Nacional, right? And... Oscar, I'm 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 curious to see what your take on it because you did watch the game. You were telling us that you watched this game, and how did you see the intensity of the match? How did you see, from from a neutral perspective because you have no ties to either of these two teams? How did you how, how did you feel or how did you see this game in regards to the way it was played out? Uh, yeah, like I think every every Mexican, regardless of what team you go for, the Clasico Nacional, that's like. It literally is. It's like a Madrid-Barca in the Mexican version. I'm not saying the quality is there, but it's that. You know, it captivates the whole country, well, two countries, uh, Mexico and the Mexican-Americans here in the States. Um, I came, the, like you, uh, Christian mentioned, the atmosphere looked great. Um, I think it was like a sold-out stadium, apparently. And the good thing is, too, it was more, is equal fan base. There was a good amount. Usually it's more Chivas fans than America fans in the, in the Azteca, but this time it was... Like split down the middle, but um, yeah, the intensity of the match was was good. Like the first fifteen minutes, but then, uh, like we said, once that injury happened, America took over. Especially after that first goal, too. I feel like they just took over for me. America is just superior to the Chivas right now. Like you said, Chivas, I mentioned, was a is a dismantle right now a little bit in terms of coaches, formation system, everything like that. Interesting. Interesting. Now, Christian, America did exactly what we wanted them to do at the beginning of this match. In the first half, at least, they took the game to Chivas, and you saw that maybe a little bit disrupt Chivas in how their gameplay was. We expected Chivas to be a little bit uh, standoffish. We're going to sit back a little bit, maybe try to get us on the break. But it turned out that it, that didn't really work out for them. And, you know, the fact that we just pressed them and the fact that we, we showed them the high intensity that we were willing to work in this match, I think it really made them a bit uneasy. And I think America was able to capitalize on that, you know. Even though, funny enough, our first goal yeah. does come through a counterattack, but I think that's because uh, mm -hmm. you know, we're, we we played smart enough to invite Chivas a little bit up, and then of course it, it yeah. just, you know we used and abused the pace that we were that, that we were given at the starting eleven. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, uh, the game was going very well. I think you know America goes scores the first goal. By the way. Great performance by Cordoba. Gets himself the, that first goal. And like I, like I wrote on Twitter, I feel like every time he scores a goal, he's saying, take that, Ivan, for, for doubting me. Uh, but, mm -hmm. uh, you know, if, if the cake continues to perform like this, then, you know, I'll, I'll have, uh, I have no complaints in, 
and coming every Tuesday and giving him the the praises that he deserves. But uh, I, I, right. I think Oscar uh, puts it right in you know that after that first goal goes in, you kind of get a sense of uh, a, a kind of sense that okay, it looks like America can can in to put it in cowboy dance terms, America has the bull by the horns at this point, right? <laughs> <laughs> so it, it really feels that America has control of this match, even with just one early goal, uh, which I, which we mentioned right. was going to be very important. And then, uh, and then unfortunately, you see this injury, and and we'll talk about it, Oscar. I'd like to take your opinion on this as well. You know, with the Giovanni dos Santos situation and, and Pollo Briseños, and in that situation, in that moment, you see for the first time in a while some. The, the the rage the the the, the kind of uh, the the extra cancha kind of thing that the Clásico Nacional was known for right um, obviously not exactly what we were condoning but it's it's it, you know it, it it brings back a little bit of, of of the spiciness that that made this Clásico what it what it was and what it is to this day but uh, obviously the foul comes in Gio comes in for a ball that Pollo Briseño is trying to clear. Gio gets there first. Briseño goes in and just completely takes Gio's leg out. It looks like it's a gunshot wound at the end of the day. It looks, it's terrible. Um, I'm not one to be like ill, gruesome, but uh, I did get a bit of goosebumps seeing how in slow motion his uh, his leg, the cut just starts opening, and you see everything. I was like, wow. It was, it was really bad. It was really, really bad. And, Oscar, I'll take it to you first. How, how did you see the foul at first in, in just at the regular run of play? And then when all these replays happened, like, what what was your take on this on this foul? Uh, the, at first, in first instance, like, uh, like the emotion got in. Because, first off, um, even though Giovanni is a is Americanista and he's an America player, like, I grew, I grew up on him, like, I, I would show you right now. I have like I don't know how many of his jerseys, including the the Tottenham jersey, which he probably never wore oh, ever. Uh, yeah, I'm a big <laughs> I'm a big Geo fan. So um, when seeing that, I was like, oh man, just when like things were starting to go his way a little bit, he was having a good game too. He was. He was um, going into it. Yeah, and and when I saw that, I was like, nah, this dude. Is, I thought he broke his leg at at first because I saw like like the 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 muscle. Like chopped up, but I thought it was his bone for a second. I was like, "Oh man, that's bad." But after seeing the replay over and over again, yes, Boyo Priseño went in. It was an idiot of uh, tackles. It, it made no sense the way he did it. But that was just—I feel like that's just the way he plays. You know, I think one of the one of the Chivas fans mentioned on Twitter that uh, his emotion gets the best of him. Like he's the dude that slide tackles and he's like celebrating. He's like, ah, I think he was just really up for it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. The intentions were the intentions weren't there. It's just um. I try to explain this to my uh, to my cousin because that's whole, my other side of the family is all Chivas fans, and I was saying he's just one of those players that, like, I don't know if you guys ever played with players before that they don't mean to like hurt you, but that's just the way they play. You know, they're just rough, they're just rowdy yeah, like that. You know? Right? They're not, not the intention; that's just how they play. So yeah, but overall, nasty tackle, and I don't know. It's it. I feel like the four game suspension is uh I guess it's fair, yeah, but I don't know. Uh, I don't know. It it was just overall just horrible, horrible um, tackle, and it, end of the day, it it, it kind of killed the game a little bit too. So, thanks, Poy. What you saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You could you could only imagine what this matchup would have been eleven v eleven for a full ninety minutes, right? 
would have been yeah. very interesting to see how this matchup ended. But Christian, now your take on this uh, horrendous uh, foul. I know we we spoke about it very briefly, but I, I wanted to keep uh, I wanted to keep right. this all bottled up for the podcast. I think this would have been good, and now I think it's the perfect time to share uh, opinions here. Right. No, um, I agree with Oscar. You know, I I don't think it was you know Briseño's intention to take literally a flesh uh, out of out of Gio, Giovanni's leg. There was definitely no intention there. But you know. It is it is a, a idiotic tackle, you know, and the suspension I think is a little it's a little on the on, on the kind of like a like soft side. I think I think that me and Dylan both agreed it should have been at least five or six games. Um, but you know whatever it's done, it's over with. But you know this um like you guys said this injury kind of kind of tainted the classic a little bit. It did. It definitely definitely did. You know I'll, I'll agree with you guys that um you know I don't think. Boyo Rizinho wants to go and rip a part of Gio's leg off. Um, it is an idiotic way to come in for a tackle. I just think that he went in with every intention to be rough, like you mentioned, Austin. Oh, oh right? yeah, 100%. And, and, and mm-hmm. there's that aggressiveness to go in for the clash and, and not necessarily hurt, but not to be not to get hurt, if that makes any sense, you know? Uh, but I don't get when I saw the replay, this dude's leg was way up, like, you know what I mean? He was yeah. way high up, so mm-hmm. I was. It should have like, never been. Should have never been that up. Yeah, it, but like I said, I, I don't want to say again. It, it definitely wasn't his intentions because, you can see when when a player goes in for bad intentions, like you see, like in their face, like in their eyes, you'll you'll see where they're going. Oh, Bresenio was just like kind of like uh, that's just the way he plays. You know what I mean? That's his ability. That's all he can offer. That roughness, that aggressiveness of a center back. So, I don't know. That's I don't know. Like you said, like the four game suspension does seem soft. He, if anything, he should have been fined a little bit too, maybe at least. I'm pretty sure he's gonna cover Gio's uh, <laughs> medical expenses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at the bare minimum. That. Uh, no, but you're right. Look, uh, I think I think at the end of the day, regardless of whatever the point the the Pollo Briseño situation is, I think we focus on our player, which is Giovanni dos Santos, and like I mentioned on Twitter, as soon as I saw him had to get stretcher and, and get taken to the hospital it's like my heart broke for this guy like you mentioned oscar he was coming into this game he was growing in confidence he, you you saw you saw little by little how he was growing into this he, he i remember clearly in in the first opening minutes he did a great back heel pass to renato ibarra and he was moving all around the pitch he was getting himself in positions where he could help the team benefit like he was he was like i'm checking in give me the ball play off of me and i saw hmm. that i was like okay this is a that's running into things trying to run the creative side of America and then unfortunately this happens and then you start thinking everything that this kid has gone through everything that Gio has gone in the past with injuries with uh, uh you know things outside of the out of the pitch and everything that's followed him and kind of plagued him and pursued him that once he's finally you know at cleaning himself up and, and getting his act together and he's starting to get things going out on the pitch it, he's he's then has to force and, and and start over again and and that's the most sad and frustrating part about it is because I felt that Gio was finally going to give us the best part of him uh and -hmm. unfortunately this happened but i think i think he has the right mindset um i think i think i think it's good that he has his family around him and and the people at the club definitely want want the best intentions for geo so i i think it's uh i think we will see the best of geo still to come Uh, i just hope that this injury doesn't set him back any further than than he needs to be Mm -hmm. you know yeah for a speedy recovery yeah so Hashtag Forza Gio, uh, you know, if you're listening to this, you, you, you know, 
we wish you the best of luck. He's out for six weeks, so that means he's got six. Uh, six he has plenty of time. Six, yeah, plenty got, of time to. Yeah, he's got plenty of time to catch up on the podcast. So, Gio, get on. I don't. <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw it too. And during that game, he actually nutmegged uh, Briseño. He got that foul, and someone said. Just because he nutmegged you, he's going to go tear, <laughs> gonna, tear, tear a piece tear of his knee off. Yikes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, it's the mental aspect of everything. But, uh, yeah, you know, unfortunate of, what, what, of Gio. Um, and then because of that play comes the whole Ochoa ordeal, right? Where, yeah. Does he spill on, spit on him or not? And, it, and and like you said, Christian, it that's the saddest thing about this game is that it the foul itself created so so much tangents outside of the context of the game itself that you yeah. weren't able to the headlines weren't oh America beats Chivas it's Pollo Briseño like takes a limb off of Gio like it's oh, yeah. did he spit this and that it's like it takes mm-hmm. away from the game itself and that is the poor part yeah. about it but um, obviously Ochoa was uh, was this uh, was uh, was fi- was cleared of all you know potential charges that. Was he was gonna have a suspension and all that, so he's gonna be there for Saturday's matchup, and uh, correct. And yeah, I mean, u- ultimately, then you saw America continue to 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 press well, uh, even after the injury. I think uh, some of the players got a little bit, uh, you know, taken off of it. Uh, not Cordova though. Cordova was still in, in in the right mindset. Scores the second goal. You go into the second half. Um, you come into the second half thinking, okay, this would be an easy easy walk in the park. She was then scores. Uh, because of a Paolo Aguilar again gets called ball watching. How many times have we said that this season? No, um, yeah. But then I think it was the good, good and right response from America to go out there, continue to press. Um, you know they get themselves a penalty. Chivas then get, earns themselves a second red card, and after that I think the game just is 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 in America's hands, and they 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 deliver. Correct. Um, I just want to go back to the to the Chivas goal. Um, like we all mentioned, you know the injury kind of. Took away from all the all the headlines and all the different aspects of this game, but you know that goal kind of really frustrated me because it just even emphasizes more the the struggles that we have on defense. You know, Chivas, a ten man Chivas should not be able to score on you at Estadio Azteca in a Clásico when you're up two nil. It's just that just can't happen. And you know, in order, you know, I don't know what has to happen for Piojo to realize that this defense is a problem and it is going to cost us in the long run. And you know that just frustrates me a lot. Definitely, and we'll talk a little bit about more about our defensive woes when we preview the Kudusul game because I think they're going to try to exploit them as much as possible. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I mean, ultimately, I mean, we can cap it off as a as a pretty well performance, right? Not the best, especially the best. if the game gets tainted because of the the injuries, the, the red cards, all that stuff. But I think, in the end, a good game and, and a good way to end your Saturday. Oh, 100%. So definitely America riding on cloud nine here. Americanistas definitely are on cloud nine after that victory. And hopefully the team can continue to perform and give them more reasons to stay on that. And uh, we'll have to wait and see now that we're going up against Cruz Azul. But uh, Oscar, anything else you want to talk about the Clásico Nacional before we jump into what was uh, Pachuca versus Cruz Azul? Um, no, other than the fact that I told you before, that first goal was incredible. That counterattack, if I'm not mistaken, too, I think Gio checked in all the way from up top, laid it off, and then that's when the counter started from the left uh, the left side, Jorge Sanchez to Ibarra, the taco, and then phew, that was a golazo. Uh, but good question for you guys. Do you guys not rate uh, Cordoba? It seems like you guys don't 
Ay, okay. Recordova. Me and Dylan Recordova. Ivan does not Recordova. I rate yeah. him when, when he has a good performance. I just, I feel the kid has, uh, hasn't has stepped up to the plate when I want him to. He's, he's a very versatile player, and uh, I could say a lot of great things about him, like like the fact that he uh, that that he's willing to beat that versatile in a team like America. He's great with both feet. We've seen it yes. in plenty of games and in this classic, especially well. this game. Yeah, this game. Yeah. Um. Uh, you know, he's he he it looks like he he has that kind of fighting spirit in him. It's just sometimes I feel that he's just he he, he can't. He, what he dominates so well is the midfield, and when he goes out and tries to cover another spot, it, he just doesn't do it the same way he does in the midfield. But he's he's starting to grow on me little by little, so we'll have to wait. No, because even as a outsider who's not, but um, maybe going shifting more to the to the selection a little bit. The selection, I think he's exceptional. He, I rate him so highly. He's a uh, he's up and coming. I don't know if you. Uh, they were saying on the Univision or Tuden or whatever they call themselves now. Um, <laughs> when they were when he was in the Fuerzas Básicas, he was uh, he was the prodigy kid, not Linus. Until he, he until he like tore his knee or something, he was he was the he was the guy. You know what I mean above right. Linus, and mm-hmm. I think it shows. Um, he he's so mature for his age compared to what I, obviously Linus is a little bit younger, but. He's just quality, quality, like I said. Um, he just mm-hmm. runs that midfield. Even with the selection, when I when I saw him in, uh, in that tournament in Tolun, and I'm excited to see what he's gonna do in the Concacaf Nations League. But um, yeah, I, I rate him highly. I didn't realize so many Americanistas like don't rate him. Is it? He's a maybe bit you guys are so. Yet. He's a bit under the radar just yet, but I think this game it's it is gonna boost him even more. And if uh, I don't know about you, Christian, but I see him starting again like, uh, on Saturday. Uh, I still have him starting. You, yeah. you'd, you'd be you'd be pretty foolish to not. But um, if he could continue doing what he's been doing, and I don't I don't expect him to be scoring goal game in and game out. But what he did on the pitch against Chivas, if he can emulate that against Cruz Azul, uh, then again I'll come back next week and, and give him the praise that he deserves. Because you know if the because the kid the kid has talent, I could see it. It's just you know he needs to go and step it up. I think it's like my theory is uh, it go even goes to the your goalie situation. Cordova plays on he's starting in the midfield for a team like Club America. You know, Club America is used to like these big names from South America playing in those positions. You know what I mean? Someone established and he he's not established. He needs all of a, he's having a breakout season. Um, same thing with your goalie situation. I don't understand why you guys bought Ocho when Oscar Jimenez right. He was he was the one that was starting. He was having a great season, and then all of a sudden, if anything, I f- in my opinion, I feel like I don't know. Joe's making you guys look bad a little bit. He's conceding <laughs> a lot of goals. Oh, oh you might. You... <laughs> defense, right, I got a, I got a five-page thesis essay on this already. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if man. you didn't know, Oscar Ivan is a big, 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 big Ochoa advocate. Um, so you oh, may have uh, you you may have pressed some wrong buttons there. <laughs> oh man, I don't rate him at all, man. Oh man, wow, I rate is... him, but he's overrated. That's my thing. He's good, but he's overrated. Wow, I would love to hear this conversation outside of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, we'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, we'll save it for another day then. <laughs> yeah, we'll leave it at that. That's a good discussion. That's that's definitely a good discussion. No, but yeah, um, you know, wish the best for this kid if, if he can show himself. You know, I got him right now. For me, so I say in Cordoba, but 
I, I really hope he can step it up. And, and I think uh, what he does uh, against Trinidad and Tobago, that's what we're going up against, right, in the Nations League? Tomorrow, I think yes. so. Well, tomorrow's a friendly, yes. Oh, tomorrow's a friendly? Okay. Then yeah, but the Nations way, League is... Is next, next week, week, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, either way, I, I still want to see this kid uh, prove himself in... In the national team as well, I think that's. If he has a good game, it's gonna it's gonna do to what it's gonna do to him what it did to George Sanchez, uh, whenever he played against the U.S. and came back even better than what he already was. So, uh, him too. I rate him a lot. Yeah, as another player that I'm very, uh, I'm very. Yeah, uh, you're iffy about. <laughs> I'm very nitpicky. I'm not iffy, nitpicky, I'm nitpicky, 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 nitpicky. That's the word I was looking for. But uh, no, yeah, definitely. We got some talent coming up on, in the ranks with, with some of these mm-hmm. kids, so we'll have to wait and see if they prove themselves. But, no, definitely, definitely. Now we'll move on into the – just give us a little recap of what happened. Uh, I, I know it's probably not what your most favorite topic, but, you know, Pachuca versus Cruz Azul, it, uh, what went wrong? What happened? It's been going wrong since Belay's left. Since, what, August now? August yeah. thir- thir- 31st? It's just the club is not in a good state right now. We have uh, – First, we got a new coach in that's trying to implement a style of, style of play that's going to take at least one tournament or tournament and a half, if you want to count this one, to implement. And it's in, it's not working right now. You, it's evident. Um, we're getting tires. We're not winning games. Um, the, thing it's, it, the thing is, too, that people have to realize when you get a, uh, a new coach in, think about it, at least in my, our situation right now, we have a group of players right now there are Caixinha and Belais players. They're not Seboldi players. So <laughs> I made a I made a list here. Hold on, let me show you. Let me read them out. Uh, there are seven players right now. Oh no, let me see. Yeah, around seven players right now that were Belais and Caixinha players that were crucial to to him, and they were getting incorporated into the team. Which is Angulo. We bought from Ecuador. Emelec. He was our he was a striker that we that we wanted and we need one right now and he hasn't been playing at all he hasn't started a single game. Uh, Santi Jimenez, the uh, the son of Chaco Jimenez, he was getting incorporated to the first team now. Uh, Juan Escobar, another signing that we just brought in, he's not getting any minutes. Both Fernandez, he was a standout player for Racing that won the Argentinian league and he hasn't he hasn't he's been playing with the U20s. That's how much the coach doesn't want him. Oh, <laughs> Steven Estacio, he was a specific Caixinha player that Caixinha got from Portugal, but Caixinha has left now, so what do you do with him now? He's not even making the bench either. Um, we got Misael Dominguez, another young prospect that was getting into the first team at least now, but now he's get, he's back with the U20s. And we just, we just don't have a system, and the, the lack of uh, playing together and ideas that the team has very little time to get into just resulted in Pachuca capitalizing on their chances and capitalizing on our mistakes and just winning the game. We have glimpses of okay soccer, but glimpses don't win you games unless you're going to counterattack and then sit back, which is what Kashinia did when he first got here, but he's not here anymore. Uh, but no, that's why we lost. We, we lost. I knew, I already knew I come in. I was like, all right, we're going to tie it loose today. Let me, let me get comfortable. Oh, but, man. Yeah. It's good, though. Being a Cruz Azul fan, you, you're already used to it a little bit. So what can you do? <laughs> man, I'd love to speak to a Veracruz fan at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
imagine that? I I can only imagine how their weekends are going. Uh, but it's interesting enough that you point out these players that you know aren't making the the, the roster, and, and you know you still you still have very capable players that you guys start in your starting eleven. So it it seems that there's still you know definitely some arsenal in you guys. There is, but like I mentioned before, we we went on air that uh, you mentioned you guys rated Elias Hernandez, and I said to you, no, Elias literally one v one capabilities are not there anymore. He doesn't have the legs for it. His crossings are horrendous, and he gets a goal every what eighteen games now, I think. Um, it, and then we have two strikers that. That just don't fit the system. They're not. I don't even think they're Liga Menkis quality anymore. Caraglio, who's fans do mention he's a bit overweight. Um, he just doesn't fit into the style of play what Cibolde wants. Um, and we have Cauterucho, who didn't even play under Caixinha, but we gave him a contract extension for some reason. He hasn't scored in over a year now, I think. Um, so, yeah. And then we, we have a forward, like I mentioned, Angulo from Ecuador, that we bought him because we needed goals and the, the guy's not even playing games. And uh, it's just, I don't know, we're just in a horrible transition period. That's why I mentioned before I'm not, I don't have any confidence for this uh, coming Saturday. <laughs> All righty then. Well, let's talk about this upcoming Saturday. It's, uh, it's Cruz Azul versus America, America versus Cruz Azul, whichever way you want to put it. Either way, the game's going to be played at the Estadio Azteca. It's 5 p.m. Pacific time, 7 central, uh, 8 eastern. We're back to the 5 o'clock games, Christian. Looks like we're yeah, not out of the prime time. It is mine because I still have uh, I still have the rest of the night for uh, endeavors and whatnot. But uh, like what? No, that's, that's, that's <laughs> not podcast material. We're here to talk about the game, not me. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, no, I stay at home. Um, right. Play FIFA. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, Obviously, it's the classical Hoven, right? These games usually tend to not disappoint in the goals department, at least in the past couple of years. You know, we've had ourselves right. some great mm-hmm. matches, and we have ourselves some great goals. Um, I think this is a match where you can kind of expect, uh, you know, something out of this because, especially when uh, when when Cruz Azul was coming into this uh, kind of. Uh, kind of good rhythm and form where we met each other in the final that season you guys were completely tearing it apart and when we met each other in the league even though it was a 1-1 draw it was a phenomenal match you had chances at both ends you had you know situations where both teams created and both teams pushed Um, so I mean I would like to think that this game's still gonna offer something even if Cruzul isn't Coming into the best run of form. What is it now? Seven games. Uh, you guys haven't uh, won th- gotten three points. Yeah. I mean, we were on the same boat not that long ago. We were six games without a victory. Um, so I mean, I I, I I see this game hopefully not disappointing. You know, I don't know. How do you see it, Christian? Well, I've said in recent years, I think I this match you know paints a little bit more more flavor, more intensity than our recent match with Chivas. So I do think this game's gonna offer a lot, even though Cruz is not in the best of form. Because guess what, Chivas wasn't in the best of form, and we saw how how good that match was. So this match isn't, isn't gonna disappoint. Definitely, I don't think we're gonna have a seventy thousand uh, attendance uh, at the stadium. Oh, uh, probably not. Probably not. <laughs> probably not. But you know, a high sixty though. I could. I I could. Oh, you forties. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. 
You say really? 60? Yeah, he, he I said, said 60. 60. I was like, whoa, man. Calm no down. way, dude. <laughs> I said a 60. I, I went you to said the... 40. That's a little bit low, though. I went this, to the... This is a Clásico. I went to Chivas Cruz Azul and Azteca this past uh, last month. And that's a big game, too, mm-hmm. just because Chivas are in town. And I think it was only 25,000. We're not Chivas. Ah, that's true. <laughs> but that's why I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say still, you have to think. Uh, I'm, I'm going with 40, like Christian. I think 40 I'm maximum, going, yeah. I think. Oh, 40 Ivan. Yeah, 40 with Ivan. Yeah. So I'm going with that, too, because you have to think that Taquilla, the way it works, is Cruz Azul fans get priority. Right, so they have Correct. to go, and you know, I don't. I, I would imagine since the the, the club is in that, in this in, in the state that it is, not a lot of people are going to show up for that. But still, it's a clásico and it's against America, so I mean, there's still going to be a good amount of fans out there, and then America fans get whatever is left over at that point. So we'll see, and I think I think the club or or the stadium. I don't know who's in charge of the how much seats they can open up during the match, but. I don't think they're going to open up 70,000 uh, seats. I think they'll keep it somewhere between 40 to 60,000 seats that they'll that they'll plan to open up. Still, I, I expect a good environment. I mean, you're, you're talking... I hope it's a good environment. About, you know, 40,000 people, that's a lot still. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that is a lot. Is, but... I'm, I'm... Might even push it down to 30. I think 30 is going to be the max. To be honest, I mean, I, I know I'm pushing with forty. I I'd hope forty, but I wouldn't be surprised with thirty. So I mean, we'll play the. And it's only it's only because yeah, it's only because if anything, it's because our fan base just because of how, in terrain and how awful like the situation is from top to bottom. I the fans don't want to go to that to that game just because how how bad everything is now, Although, especially how the club is run. I feel like, but on the America part, I, I see that filling up. I think it's going to be more America fans, to be honest, just because Cruz Azul fans don't want, don't want to support the team right now. How is it? Oh, and by the way, it's going to be raining, so we can expect a nice uh, wet and slippery matchup. Uh, so that should be interesting. It's uh, it's raining season over there in uh, Mexico City. Uh, but it's uh, it, it's obviously the classical Hoban. Uh, it like we mentioned these past couple of games that we faced off each other in the past years, they've 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 meant something, and it's always they all, I always love the fact that whenever we whenever these two sides face each other, it's always titled another match for Cruz Azul to get revenge for losing the final against America. <laughs> How is your take on that, Oscar? Right. To be honest, it's it's just one of those things that uh, I feel like the media builds up and. At the end of the day, it's kind of true. We should think about it. Every time, at least since uh, that that last final, and we're talking about 2013, right? It wasn't, or the most recent yeah, one. Yeah, I mean, they're going to spin it either way. With, 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 I'm guessing the most recent one, but. Yeah, I mean, if we want to take it back uh, before that final, because it was only last year. Before that, we went to the, uh, that was our last final, 2013. And it's just the way that we kind of got humiliated in a way and, I don't know, just the way the the way the match went, it was just a crucial thing, and I don't know. I, I feel like just the state of the club and the amount of years it keeps stacking up of not winning that league title, uh, it kind of suits it. You know, it sells well on the paper on the TV. So yeah. I don't know that at the end of the day, too. You guys, what you you guys, um, I hate to say it, but um, you guys are the biggest team in Mexico right now. You know, you guys have the most league titles. It speaks for itself. You guys have. I think you're tied with us in the Concacaf Concacaf titles, 
um, you have the most, you have all the most important trophies right now. So you can't really complain. I just got to sit back and take it. What can I do? You can't really do anything. Yeah, you kind of have to let the team kind of speak for themselves at this point. Um, and yeah, and, and I think that's why there's 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 even that much more of uh, expectation on America now to go even further in into the season. We expected a title, and then all these injuries, all these uh, you know transfers. Still, we're expecting a good uh, championship run, and now having everyone back, you think, okay, now it's back to you. Definitely need to win the title. Um, but either way, uh, we'll we'll have to wait and see how that season ends for America to be kind of judged on that. But back to this game alone. Um, I mean, it sells itself. It's America versus Boom uh, Cruz Azul, excuse me. Um, what is your take on uh, on on you guys being home, but some Americanistas saying it's not really your home? You, this is an, uh, this could potentially this is gonna be an away match for you guys because you know people will claim that the Azteca is America's. No, I, I'm a realist, and, I, and I'm honest, you know. It definitely is. I, when we moved from Estadio Azul to Azteca, I was like, I did not like it one bit. And there's a ch- good chunk of fan base uh, that that will agree with me that the Azteca does not feel at home, that feel like at home at all. Um, I've been I've been fortunate enough to attend the Estadio Azul and Azteca, and the environments are very different. Um, it's weird going into a stadium that's kind of... When I go to the Azteca this past summer, when I went, I saw I just see I just see America Televisa just kind of all, you know what I mean. That in, <laughs> when I go in, that's that's all I see because when I I'm cheering I'm cheering the team and then you see I look down and there's the the, the huge crest of the, the Club America with the, the fan yeah, <laughs> and that's where our our is uh you know get, chanting the team but <laughs> you see the America over there but um yeah it's it, to be it's true it's true it's hundred percent true we can't. What can you say? What can you say? At the end of the day, it's just friendly ba- banner that uh, that Club America has on us. Which uh, you know, it's it's better. At the end of the day, the team who's on top always has the banter. Is always going to be on top of, of that. They, what what can we really say to you guys? It's going to like be it's going to be funny or it's going to get you guys. We can say you guys pay the refs or whatever. At the end of the day, you guys pay the what? It doesn't matter. You guys uh, buy matches. It doesn't matter because you guys have the league. You guys have the league titles at the end of the day. That's what matters. Shoot, the check cleared, baby. The check cleared. The check. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no, I, 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 I can see where you're coming from with all of this. Definitely, definitely. Well, let's talk about this game in in regards to the what we're gonna see down on the pitch, Christian. Uh, what do you expect from this matchup in regards to on America's side of things? How do you expect them to come into this match after such a you know, well-rounded performance from some of these players, or as a team as a whole in general, uh, coming up into a, right. yet another Clásico. Mm-hmm. Well, I expect them to come out with the same intensity. Um, I expect them to come out a little bit more organized and more structured than the Cruz Azul side. I think that's going to play a lot into our favor and kind of get us into key key positions to create chances for us and ultimately to score goals. Now, you know, the starting 11 is going to be a, lo- a little bit of a tough one because if I can go back to when Giovanni got injured and it was Ibarguin who came in instead of Benedetti, I, I kind of want to nitpick on what you, Ivan, what, what did you think about that substitute? Uh, I didn't bat an eye. I thought it was, I, I could okay. see, I, I exactly saw why he brought in Ibarguin. Um, only because mm-hmm. I feel like Ibarguin has a little bit more uh, creativity connection with Roger. And I think that's what he wanted to bring okay. out. 
And mm-hmm. um, okay. because if Roger would have, because I don't know, I, I just I just saw Ibarwen being the right move at the time. I I, I was surprised that Benedict okay. didn't get minutes. I will say that much, but um. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you, but yeah, so eleven in, in just a little bit. So we'll uh, yeah, yeah, we'll see what mm-hmm. you have in in that in that department. Right. No, I just feel because like if you know you put in Bargain, I think we play completely a little bit a little bit different. And I think if you play Benedetti, we play a little bit more different. So uh, it's gonna be interesting to see who the actual you know person that's gonna replace Geo on Saturday is gonna be. But in terms of the podcast, you know. You know, I'll I'll choose who who I think will be. Interesting, Oscar. How do you see uh, Cruz coming into this matchup? How do, how do you think they're gonna approach it on the pitch? Uh, no, like you you guys both mentioned. Um, even though we we are in a slump, and we even mentioned before, Chivas was a slump too. But look how it turned out. At least the first opening minutes of the game, and before the they were sent to ten men, that uh. I think the players are gonna have to be up for it, no matter what, just because it's it's a derby, it's a clásico that uh, you know they give it a, they give it a hundred percent. You know, there's that there's that extra step. Any any derby, any clásico, uh, the players are always up for it because they know how much it means to the fans. So, you know, they they could surprise me. You know, you, you never know. But then again, there's that uh, realist of me comparing the old seven matches and how the club is right now. It could go really bad too, but um. It like I said, it, it it depends too, and I can't even give you a starting eleven either right now, either just because Siboldi has gone with different lineups since he's been here. So, damn, I don't know. But let let's hope it's gonna be a good one because it is a classical. So you can't give a starting eleven, but can you give a predicted starting formation? What's your guys' formation gonna be? At least, what do you expect them to at least come out with? Um. You know what? I can give you definitely the back line because they've given uh, he's he stayed consistent with that. So it's gonna be Aldrete, Igor Lishnowski, uh, Pablo Aguilar, Cata uh, Dominguez, and then we usually go with two holding midfielders, um, Yoshi Utun, uh, Rafa Vaca, and then the front, the up top is where it gets iffy. Some days it's Alvarado and it's Pineda, um, or it's Elias Hernandez and Orbelin. But um formation will probably be like a four three three. Four three three. Interesting. Very, very interesting. interesting. Okay. Nice to get that insight. Christian, what is your formation for our Aguilas coming into this match on Saturday? I think I mean it just goes with their traditional four, two, three, one. Mm-hmm. Who starts? Okay. Um Ochoa Net. Uh the same back four. Uh Jorge Sanchez, Aguilera, Valdez, Paul Aguilar. Uh, Guido Rodriguez, Sebastián Córdoba, Roger Martínez on one wing, Rati Barra on the other wing, uh, Andres Ibarguen in the middle, and then up top I'll have Viñas again. So Viñas starts again. Even though Henry had mm-hmm. himself quite a night against Chivas and quite a night I against... I mean, yeah, he um, scored. Uh, <laughs> not against Juarez. Well, he did get himself an assist that night, but the game prior to that, um, Viñas still starts then. Which I, I'm I'm more yeah. okay with because oh. I, I really really enjoyed Vinyas in a, as a striker I, against Chivas. I think I think he I think, off I think he knew, yeah. I I think he knew, and it was it's interesting to, that to bring up Vinyas because this was obviously his first Clasico. 
you know, never, never, I don't think he really ever, you know, really lived or known what a Clásico was, but he played that match with intensity and a lot of grit and a lot of determination. And that really, that really uh, surprised me, and it gave me a, a good positive vibe about That's him. exactly what Oscar was saying, that these are the matches in which players need to step up and be that certain type of intensity, have that certain mm-hmm. type of drive towards this matchup. And it's funny because we had this same conversation with the Chivas and Norte people last week. It was like, how many players are true into this squad that understand how big of this game is? And you look at our squad, and right. potentially maybe the only ones in that starting 11 that you would have thought maybe is obviously Ochoa, Paul Aguilar, who's been there for so long, Sebastian mm-hmm. Cordoba being brought up, you know, and, and and from there on maybe Renato Ibarra too, since he's been at the club for an extensive amount of time. But and and everyone else, you know, but uh, it should be interesting. I, I think Jorge Sanchez. Sanchez would understand what this game is, but since he does come from the Santos Cantera, I don't know if he would have felt uh, an America Cruz Azul the same way maybe, um, you know, Sebastian Cordoba would have, but. Either way, right. I think these players all around understand, it, and they and I think they put it perfectly last week too. Is that that Piojo inst- instills in these players the importance of these matchups? He we know what type of coach mm-hmm. Miguel Herrera is known for is is being that player manager coach right. that can get you riled up, right? And I think he's done it very well in these matchups, especially in a classico where I think he right. gets the message across right. perfectly. As look, it's do or die in these situations. So, mm-hmm. and that's a key factor. It definitely, definitely is. But I'm like we said, I'm expecting a good matchup. I think, uh, I think you know, you guys being in the situation that you are, you guys are looking for three points, and at the cost of whatever it takes, uh, America is looking to continue to cement a good run of form. It starts off with one victory against Chivas, and hopefully, it starts off. It hopefully can continue with another win against Cruz Azul. That's the mindset that these players are trying to go into, that the the latter end of the season. So I mean, it's 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 really at these two teams find themselves in a point of the season in which where these points matter no matter what you're at the stage in where everything that you do from here on out is going to determine how you're going to be coming into the league and even if you make the league. So I I I mean, what more could you want in regards to this matchup? You know. So. And if we're talking about form in terms of uh, the last match that we that we played against each other, I think it was in the Deguia where we won one zero, and that game was incredible. At least for me, in my perspective, we played a really good game. Yeah, yeah, you guys, you guys definitely came out and 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 and, and took it to us, and hopefully we could see something like that similar because you know we want to we want to see an, an America side get tested. We want to come up against the best of the best in each game. Because we want to see what our team is actually really capable of, and we want to know that these teams, that these players are being exceeded at the level that they should be, you know? So, you know, for the, for, you know, from a fan's perspective, from a neutral perspective, from a journalist and, and, a, and a reporter perspective, you just expect that this game fills uh, and, and comes to the potential that it can be, you know? So we'll, Correct. See, mm-hmm. we'll definitely, definitely see. But this is our favorite part of the podcast is where we uh, ask for the predictions. Oscar, you said it yourself. You're not too confident. But let's see if uh, let's see if your scoreline prediction reflects that as well. What is your prediction for Saturday matchup, Cruzul versus America? Mm. Go one one. One one. All right. Okay. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Would you would you rate that as a good result for you guys, or would you still be devastated? I wouldn't be devastated, but I'd be like, I'll take a point. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like I said, the 
Um, I know you guys. You, you guys are coming, tr- starting to get back into uh, into form. Uh, but if you want to talk about like the form right now, you guys are in better form. And then plus, like just imagine, imagine that mental motivation that you guys got from winning that Clásico Nacional, and then you're coming into this one, another class, another big Clásico, and you have a good chance of winning just because you see how bad the team is right now. Um, but you know, what? I'll take a point just because. It is America, and I do see them as a guaranteed team in the Liga. Um, so yeah, if we we if we can scrap at least one point against the the teams that are gonna be in the Liga, we can we can knock off the the lower the lower teams that probably weren't gonna make it and take advantage of there. All right, all right, interesting. One one goes Oscar Christian. Your prediction for Saturday's matchup? Well. I was listening to Oscar a lot, and then you know his his take on the current state of Cruz Azul. And while it's not the best of stages, you know, uh, the best of forms, you know, I still you know something about our defense that still fills me with a little bit of worries here and there. And if a ten man Chivas can score on us, then you know I don't doubt that an eleven man Cruz Azul will score on us too. So it's see, this is why um, your defense is horrible, right? But our offensive is awful too. You know. You know who our goleador is right now? I don't. A center back. Is it Pablo Aguilar. Okay, well, yeah. Pa- Pablo Pablo Aguilar <laughs> has more goals than all our front line. Hey, that was brutal. Oh, that is bad. <laughs> yeah, or that equals was it. Yeah. Or equals mm-hmm. it. So you know, I was gonna, I was gonna go out of, I don't know, crazy, crazy, crazy uh, limb and say four nil. Oh, damn. But, <laughs> but and I, I got that same reaction last week, and it almost came true. So I, I accept these last, these last don't bother me. But I think I'm going to go again with the 3-1. A 3-1 victory for Las Aguilas de la América, says Christian. Again, I, I know this boy's coming out of left field with some of these predictions. I, I, I'm, I'm confident. <laughs> it almost came I true mean, last week. He almost got but it right it last week. It almost came true last week, the, didn't yeah, I? Yeah, dude, I know. It's that, true. Okay, last week was okay. a little bit more unorthodox than this week. I can see why, you know, riding off the classical. But last week, it was like, damn, dude, we, we barely scratched a draw against Juarez, man. How are you going to come out and say 4-5-1? Uh, <laughs> but, uh, okay, 3-1. The thing is, too, you, you could never predict that she was going to go down to 10 men. And then 9. That changes the game completely. Yeah. Yeah. I knew. I knew. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, uh, I'm going to go conservative again. I want to see this team get a clean sheet. This defense needs a clean sheet more than uh, a fish needs water. Hey, they, they really need this to step this up. So uh, I'm going uh, 2-0 for America. I, I think they can get themselves an early goal, sit back a little bit, get, uh, get Cruzul to bring the pressure to them. And I could see a late second goal uh, because uh, Chris Wood is pushing a little bit too high and we can get him off the counter. But uh, we'll have to wait and see. Either way, it still should be a good matchup. So make sure you guys do not miss out with that match, with that game. It is going to be, like I, get, I mentioned, uh, 5 p.m. Pacific time, 8, cent- 8 Eastern, 7 Central. You guys can follow that game live on through the NA. And if for whatever reason you're not going to be able to catch that game because you're stuck at your best friend's wedding recital, then you guys can catch us uh, on live tweeting the game at Resaca America US. And uh, we'll have you guys covered with all that stuff. Also, huge, huge shout out to our uh, to our sister account and to our fellow colleagues down at Resaca America over in Mexico City. Who uh, brought you guys some of those great videos, some of those great pictures that you guys see on uh, any given home match. So shout out to uh, Melissa, shout out to uh, Alan, shout out to, um, uh, what's his name, Marcos? I can't... Uh, 
I feel so bad. Oh, feel, um, the guy that I feel so bad. The guy that does the pictures <laughs> yes. is it? Is it? I thought it was Manolo. Manolo. Yes, yes. Thank you, thank you. Shout out to you, Manolo. Swear, fantastic. Don't even know your own coworkers. That's insane. How do you, how do you forget your plug? I'm so sorry. Yeah, for real. Hey, that guy take. Hey, all all you guys need to know is That's he takes insane. a phenomenal picture. All right. No wonder why. No wonder why we don't get paid. <laughs> <laughs> you. Because I keep forgetting the. the I keep forgetting <laughs> everyone's name, so I'm just like, ah, I'll, I'll ask ne next week. Uh, but uh, no, shout out to them. They're doing a fantastic job uh, and helping us cover uh, the, the, the team all the way from over there since we're all the way over here. And, uh, you know, we help do the same vice versa whenever the team comes over here to the state. So I'll have to wait and see. Um, but, yeah, hopefully it should be a good uh, it should be a good game. Hopefully America can win themselves some three points and go celebrate their birthday next weekend. Uh, with uh, with two Clásicos under their belts, and uh, well, we'll just have to wait and see. But uh, again, uh, you guys can catch that game at 5 p.m. Pacific time, 7 Central, and at 8 Eastern. Should be a really, really good, fun matchup. Anything else to add on, gentlemen, in regards to this matchup? No. I think I'm good. I think we've said it all. I think we've definitely, definitely have said it all. I'm good. Well, it's coming to that point of the podcast where we're ready to close it off. But before we do so, we do want to shout out the ladies who got themselves three points, three very, very important points against Pachuca. Uh, so congratulations to mm -hmm. you, ladies. I know you guys are continuing to try to patch up your season and try to get your guys into that Liguilla, uh, into that Liguilla spot in these games, in these matchups. You're coming to the latter end as well. Continue to do what you're doing. Keep thriving, and hopefully the results will continue to come. Uh, wish we could say more about this game. We did. We unfortunately weren't able to see it, even though it was streamed. Um, but we will have more lady updates coming to you guys next week, and you guys can keep up to date with all things uh, America Feminine all over on our Twitter account as well at Resaca America US. So keep going, uh, and hopefully the ladies can continue to give us something to smile about. Uh, Oscar, do you know how your lady ladies are doing? I have no idea, to be honest. Okay, usually... <laughs> but from what I've seen, it's just, to be honest, even the club as a whole doesn't really, don't really put that much effort or investment into the into the team because, like you said, you, you were able to stream that. You can't even see the uh, the ladies. I, I have no idea where they play some. They sometimes play on to the end, but that that's when, when whenever it happens, you know. But from what, I, what I've seen, I think they're having a, better season than what before when we first started we were they were awful they were like at the bottom of the league every time <laughs> now they're pushing the Leguia spots nice nice well well uh keep you guys updated with all things lady aguilas like i mentioned all over on our social media accounts uh gentlemen well we come to the end of the podcast i uh, want to thank uh everyone who's on the live chat everyone who is uh, interacting with us everyone who giving their opinion carlos louis uh i know chicken uh chicken nugget was here was uh, chicken little here he was also here carlos serna Everyone, yeah, dude, we have a whole chicken trinity, by the way. You know, it's it's the holy ch yeah, the chicken trinity squad here. Uh, Biscuit, Biscuit wasn't, wasn't here wasn't today. Here, unfortunately, he's probably out with the cowboy Dan. Uh, you know, <laughs> practicing their, uh, you know, their uh, rodeo things. Um, but uh, yeah, thank you to everyone who uh, who's out on the chat. Everyone who's out here in uh, in in. In, in the group chat thank you so much to everyone listening right now on soundcloud itunes and or spotify we thank you so much for making it this far into the podcast uh and a big big thank you to oscar 
uh, for making it out here today, man. Can, uh, thank you so much for, for coming out here, talking America Cruz Azul, and giving your intake, too, in regards to what the team was against Chivas, and your, your very, very good and helpful insight on, on everything La Máquina. Ivan Christian, thanks for having me. Uh, pleasure to be here. Um, hopefully, we can do this again. Maybe by some miracle, we get into Ligia and we see you guys. Maybe we can do this again. Um, <laughs> no, definitely. But yeah, definitely. No, you... great work on you guys. Keep up the great work. We'll do. We'll do. Um, you are relatively one of the newest faces in the Liga MX English community. Um, I I just want to give you a little bit of a platform to be able to tell your story how does it that you came about wanting to do this or, or, or how does it that you even came about making this uh, a, a possibility um for one i just feel like uh when i started it i think i was a junior i'm in my i'm in my senior year right now in college i was a junior i think when i started it and i just started thinking about the long term because you know jobs now they be saying uh five years of experience of something when you're in college like how am i supposed to have five years of experience of us of, uh, of the career i want to be so i kind of wanted to use this as a uh, my one of my experience you can say covering the team doing analytics of the whole thing um it helps to do be able to be bilingual and kind of bring in news in english in which the team doesn't have an account for yet um so yeah i just feel like it's if anything, it was kind of like a career move for me, if anything, just to help me get into the get my foot into the soccer industry more than anything. Awesome. Awesome. Well, man, keep up the great work. Uh, I know we're not the only ones looking at you and, and, and saying what a great job that you're doing. You've caught the eye of a couple of people out here in the community as well. So continue to keep doing what you're doing. And uh, you're always welcome back here onto the pod whenever we do face off each other again, man. Hey, man, thanks. Uh, you. Thanks for having oh, no me. No problem. Thank you. Thank you to every single one of you guys out there. Christian, as always, thank you for coming on, man. Favorite time of the week, right? Favorite time of the that week, was, yes, That sir. was not even better than when we started, dude. That was... What do you mean? What do you want me to do? What, what do you want me to do? Oh, yeah. Favorite time of the week, they, baby. Let's that's go. exactly what I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> but I've never done that before. Oh, my God. Stop trying to change me. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just trying to pump you up a little bit more. But all right. Thank you to everyone. Have yourselves a wonderful night. We'll see you guys again next week. And uh, take care. Uh, and as always... Arriba la